morning, Willie. Morning, Schwartzy. What are you doing? Oh, you made me get up a get going a little bit earlier today than normal, so I had to accelerate through my morning routine. This is the same time that we always do, isn't it? Yeah, no, they're usually a little bit later, but oh. uh, I'm sorry, I made you get up. It's we, it's we, Mike's we, fault. That's right. We got <laughs> we got a repeat offender. He's yeah. not only a repeat offender, I think it's like a, a four-time criminal here well, up on charges. He's, uh, I think, we'd just call him a family member. I know he is with me, so. Well, it's easy to call a repeat offender when he's a family member. So. <laughs> That's right. Mike, Mike Skinner, you guys, welcome. You guys, it's really hard to run. You can't hide. You just can't get away. It's amazing. Good morning. Good morning, Mike. Thank you for joining us. I'm excited to have this conversation. I am too. This will be fun. We, uh, Carrie and I, the last couple of weeks and had to do it up by ourselves a couple of times. And, and I've been thinking of guests. And so, of course, we go to hashing who's been here and lots of interest. And, and part of these Monday mornings with Carrie and Willie is where's our interest, right? That was part of the podcast. That was kind of the deal is just shoot, what are we doing? What are we talking about? How are we going about our day as, as, as craftsmen and of course you got involved in february last year we got introduced and, and uh, started having conversations and the business side is something that you and that carrie and i talk about a lot and so you've been brought up a bunch on the podcast as you well know and uh we're gonna we as we were discussing a couple weeks ago what we might need to rehash some things and, and, and i've not been bashful about uh mine and your relationship and what you're doing for me and how we're working together and, and uh, coaching, mentoring. I've always wanted a business mentor and, and uh, the good Lord put us together. Um, maybe not to your liking, but it certainly has been to mine. <laughs> no, <it's been> great. <laughs> so that was the deal. It was like, we got to bring Mike on and let's talk about it. And Carrie and I've been talking about what I've been doing. And so uh, I don't to tell the world, I don't feel comfortable enough having this conversation without you at the moment. Um, in in a public forum because it, I'm still so wet behind the ears. And there's, you're you're doing a wonderful job of of bringing me along and not putting too much on my plate before it's time. And uh, but I'm I'm excited to share some of what we got going on, what we've done in the last five months, and and some of the success, successes, and answer a few questions from Schwartzy. Look at him; he's got my sticker on the back of his phone. Did you see that? Yeah. <laughs> I'm reminded every time I pick up my phone. <laughs> I just took a picture of you guys. Side street. Side street. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast, Mike. We got to have a few side streets, and I'll be the one. That Carrie, Carrie drives off the road, but I tell everybody we went off the road. So there we go. <laughs> well, I don't know. Where do we start, Mike? I mean, we turned the floor over to you. You, you did a nice little – this is odd for me and Schwartzy. We have an outline and a choreographed uh, – a plan here we have a plan back which does not surprise me after working with you for five months but it's well, awesome yeah and when we may divert from it pretty quickly but i thinking about coming on for the fourth time it, and kind of went back and just re-listened to some of the earlier stuff and one of the things that struck me was so much of what i was talking about was theoretical and uh coming from a a perspective of someone who lived in a business world, a 300 million 
ran a $300 million business in a $2 billion corporation. And here, here we're talking about craftsmen in a completely different um, world and uh, with different uh, challenges and expectations and things. And, and what I walked away saying is that so much of it was theoretical. How do you really grab onto that and use it to motivate you one direction or the other? Or how do you take generate questions or start to explore deeper. So I thought, well, maybe we just have to get more real about um, all of this. And, and the challenge of that, and I talked to Wilson about it, is you, to get real, you kind of have to talk about real things and um, actual activities and results. And so the, the thought this morning was, well, let's just little talk about the last um, almost a year. I first met Willie, I think as most everybody knows, um, last February, I think, at the mm -hmm. uh, TCA uh, event in Oklahoma City, and it began there. It was amazing. There was there were things that came out of just a few side conversations there that I later learned were starting to uh, take take root and uh, be acted on. And then we started working together in August, um, and so we have really five months of really deeper um conversations yeah conversations and results but so much of that is about wilson's business so how much do you talk about how much how deep you go and all that we'll really quick say hell I'm, I'm an open book i'll talk about anything which he is mm. um and for somebody coming out of a corporate world that makes me nervous um pucker factor hit pretty quick I, ooh, you know you don't go that deep into disclosing things, um, but I think we I think we can and we'll have a lot of fun doing it because this has been, um, you know, I think there's been nervousness on both our sides, Wilson, on some of these morning calls that we've had. Uh, there's been excitement about what, what was coming and what could be. And, and for me, there's been times when I've been on the edge of the cliff going, is he really going to get that done this week? Is he really, I don't see it happening. I don't see it happening. And then he comes through at the end of the week and nails it. Um, and so you, there's a confidence that's happened. So I, we'll, we'll talk about some real things. I, I think probably the first place to or, or, or in this crafts world, um, in the artist world, your business and your personal goals are directly linked. And so if you want something in your personal life, the only way you're going to get it is if you can achieve it in your business life. Yeah. And there's no, there's no shortcut to that. There's no um, way of avoiding that. And it, you can't, you can't run from it. And I think many times that that gets lost in the, in the discussion that I want these things personally, or you actually go act on them personally. But if you don't have the business um, revenue and results to be able to back that up, you can get yourself into, into um, some di very difficult positions. And so the first thing to remember for everybody is if you want, if, if you are it, if you're the sole proprietor, if you're the breadwinner, you've got to take responsibility for that so that you can take care of your everything that is in your personal life that is important to you, um, and getting that 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 goal or that concept 
front and center and never taking your eye off it, I think is one of the most important things I've always believed, but certainly have seen it in my relationship with Wilson as we move down the path. And I don't know, Willie, how you feel about that, but yeah, no, it's for sure. And it's, 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 um, the, the thought of it is the business side will create the personal goals, but the personal wants can upset the business plan if you're not careful. So it's, they're tied together, but you you have to be able to separate the two out, right? I mean, in, in a certain way, you have to stay disciplined to the business is going to create those personal goals, but you can't let the personal things interfere with the business side until it's ready. And right. Is a, you, you, yeah. the, the, I, I see a lot of guys, a lot of times uh, the personal account and the business account and the personal expenditures and the bit it's all tied together one big old thing so the separation of all that becomes very problematic and uh understanding performance so what you've got is i mean i already had everything separated out and kind of wanted it that way but then again my personal one of the things that you that you uh discussed with me early on is what is this early this member draw this personal expenditure one when you're using the person you're using the business account for some personal expenditures every now and then we got to clean that up so that the performance can be better in the business and i've done that right to yeah mike i think well, you just described uh <laughs> and you just skewered me with with this whole thing you you kind of built this big umbrella that pretty much almost to a person uh, the cowboy craftsmen fall under. And yeah. I've certainly have been one of them where I, where I just wanted to, I, I wanted to do something I enjoy doing and you kind of jump in a net will, you hope a net will appear and, and stuff with no real business plan to do so. And, uh, so yeah, yeah, it's a miracle that some of us have stayed in business as long as we have, because we've, we've not, sorted out the business aspect of what we're trying to do in order to check the box on, on the lifestyle. Mm -hmm. um, so they're, they're a hand in glove kind of yeah. a deal. Yeah. And, and, and I firmly believe that uh, by getting the, the balance, right, that the, the artists and the crafts world will see even more remarkable results than they ever imagined. Um, and and not just in in financial, but in being free to be creative because you're confident and comfortable and not worrying and not distracted, um, and being able to expand your relationships into um, new markets. And we'll talk you know we'll talk a little bit about Teskies with Will Wilson and that, how that developed and mm -hmm. all of those things are are freeing to um, anyone um, as they start to move down a path because it, it, it allows them to truly focus on what it is they want to do um, and not be worried about um, a bill or commitment or a failed responsibility or, or a, an emergency. Having Freeing yourself from those worries, um, I think, is, is one of the biggest things that can allow someone to be successful. Well, it comes down to freeing up headspace. Uh, to me, I, the analogy I use is a computer. You got a certain amount of RAM. Uh, it, it can only operate so many 
operations at once and uh, our human mind our whole psyche is the same way we can only do one thing well at a time and if you got in run operations running in the background some stress anxiety over whether or not you can meet the mortgage this month and baby needs new shoes and on and on and on it's taking up headspace yeah it's hogging up a lot of headspace and it's one of those things that takes up more space than you realize and when it's gone you realize wow <laughs> that was that was taking up a lot of space so from a creativity and product productivity standpoint i think you're absolutely right yeah and 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 you for all of us who have families you want your family to feel confident that you will provide mm-hmm and, mm-hmm. and that you will be there for them when they need you and that you will deliver um, your responsibilities to them. That as, as parents, um, men and women, we have that responsibility to our families. Um, and so that also comes with pressure and, and expectation and accountability. And, and, and you have to be able to um, prepare for those needs. And sometimes they're, stuff happens and you, you, you have to be able to um, continue to do your business life while you take care of your personal life or you can't get, or you, you you'll just struggle to get through it. And I hate to see the struggle. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, and so um, go ahead. Well, like in order, like those individuals that just live in the business, the shop or wherever live in there and, and, and don't balance it out with the family life and the family responsibilities there. Is not a plan of longevity to me either, right? Is is you, there, there has to be a balance between the personal life outside the shop and then the shop for me. And well, and that's part of the creative piece. Yeah, just think about it in the worlds that that we're 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 kind of evolved. We're we're talking to right now. Um, being a horseback, um, being um, in a watching your kids in a rodeo, um, farming. Doing those things that that you love are what fuels the creativity, the interest, and the desire to explore and get better at what we do uh, with our hands. Yeah. So it it's all it's a it, it's about balance. Um, anything in excess is a bad thing, in my mm-hmm. opinion. So finding that balance. So one as, as we dove into this, I, probably the there, there are three things. Three, uh, you'll find this with me. I, I, I think in the world of three things, because for two reasons. Number one, I can remember three things at this point in my life, but I also know that it's easy for other folks to remember. When we started this, there are three things that I think are absolutely imperative. One is you have to have a plan um, on where you're going and what you're going to do and what you want to achieve. The second thing you have to have is you have to you have to have the ability to inspect what you expect. And Wilson has talked about on the podcast dashboards. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's one of the tools. So that's the tools to be able to really um, explore whether you are winning or not. And if you are not, where do you have to focus? And if you're winning, why? And how do you do more of that? And the final piece is accountability. And that can't 
that's really hard for us, for a human being to do by themselves. Um, it's hard to hold yourself accountable. Mm -hmm. um, and, and that is probably the thing that I find the most resistance to. Um, because that it's almost when somebody says that to me, it's almost like a somebody punched me in the nose. It's like, oh <laughs> darn that hurt. But the reality of I think of us as human beings is that um there's, there's a line in a song that says, Lord, it's hard to be humble. Um, it's hard. Um it, it it's challenging to to recognize that you fail and to admit it. Um and so not having all three of those things in place make what we're talking about here in a minute really difficult to do. And so um, we won't, you'll hear that bubble up through the conversation this morning, but most everything that we talk, that I talk about will be directly tied back to one of those three things. And Wilson, we hadn't talked about this, but Based on what we've done? No, you cut out as you were saying that. I heard based on what you did. Well, those three things. Have you seen those three things come to life in your world? As oh, we've, yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, what's working, what's not working. And, and uh, you know, and, and, and then, yeah, it absolutely has. The availability okay. and accuracy. The, the scoreboards, I call them, right? constantly going to the yeah. scoreboard which i'm the i'm the competitive i'm not going to say i'm athletic but i'm very competitive and so through athletics and all that is yeah you look at that scoreboard we went in or not you got a time clock and so the, that's what that's what all that's done for me mike is it's holding me accountable it shows me what's happening and no you don't have to push any further forward if you if you're happy with the score that's not my personality at the moment at the moment i'm i'm ready to rock and roll that like, we're doing good let's roll it's motivating <laughs> okay motivating um so i thought maybe what we do is kind of break up this morning into two pieces for for me and i'll go wherever you guys uh want to drive to but uh talk a little bit about what happened in 2023 um as we engaged and then a little bit about what um looks like could be on the horizon for 24 so we've we've put a um, a plan together for that and maybe use that as a, a way of um, unlocking some of the conversation and talk about some of the things that someone might do um, if they were to dive in and begin to um, put some of the things that we're talking about into practice in their business. Does that work for everybody? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Cool. <laughs> so 23 was, um, you know, we met early in the year and really got um, active at this um, as we went into the third quarter. There were first, as I uh, and Wilson, God bless him, was very transparent, and so there wasn't a thing I asked for, whether it was financials or personal goals or um, anything that 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 could be helpful to me getting my arms around this um it would data just flowed um information just flowed sometimes i think i was getting things he didn't even realize he, that what, what <laughs> that it was coming right um and one of the first things that we found uh, one of the first goals is to get a solid financial foundation 
And the only way you can have that is if you have solid financial reports. And in Wilson's case, he had an account, had a, uh, an accountant and, book, and a bookkeeper working inside that account. And, um, and so he sent me all of his monthly financials. And I, I think, Wilson, it's fair to say that you hadn't spent a lot of time looking at those. Fair? No, I totally didn't even know what the hell I was looking at if I did look at them, to be honest. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it's a truth. You, I do. Well, man no, after you my own you heart. Had to have them. Yeah. Well, and, and probably a lot of folks. Um, and But you knew you had to have them, right? You I had did. to pay your I, bill, you had to do your taxes, you had to yeah. um, do your 1099s. You, you knew you had to have them. I knew, I knew there was importance to them for sure. And I knew the bookkeeping needed to be done by a professional, not me. Right. And, and to your credit, you did that. You actually hired someone to do that. And we're paying someone to do that. Many times that step does not get done. It's, right. it, it, it's, a, it's a file folder or a manila envelope and invoices and receipts and, and everything just gets stuffed in there. And then on April 14th, before taxes are due on <laughs> April 15th, the envelope gets opened up and yeah. oh. um, everything's spread out on the living room floor and you start trying to figure it out. Yeah. Um, and I, and, but, I, I hired a, a, a very uh, capable bookkeeper about the same time I hired you, Mike. All this, I, I really dove off into all that. And my accountant, the firm uh, had a bookkeeping service, but I had no personal connection. And I absolutely wanted a personal connection because um, there's no way you can read my pea brain as a bookkeeper. So we, I had to be able to personally connect with them so they could know what was happening and not happening. Yeah. And, and, I, and I think part, and part of that was as, as we started diving into the financials and we started, I started asking questions. It was like, well, where's this and what the hell is that? And yeah. Um, and all of a sudden, the accuracy even of those financials um, started to 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 uh, be in question. Yeah. And to your credit, you did. You found it out. You found a rock star bookkeeper um, who has, in a very short order, gotten the financials cleaned up and and as accurate as we can um, see that as, sure. as we, I think we can get. Them. When you're looking back, it's always hard to to recreate things, but. They're accurate. They're on time. So uh, you have financials in your hands by the 10, between the 10th and the 15th of every month. So, you know, right away, you can look back into the month before, see how well you did, see what happened, um, get your records pulled together. We can put the dashboards together, talk about last month as we're in the middle of this month. So there's a chance to course correct quickly. Uh, and that's really the reason for the, the uh, financial foundation. Number one, it makes life easier, but more importantly, it allows you to course correct in midstream instead of waiting six months or a year to realize that you have a problem or that something didn't get paid. Yeah. You can course correct right away. So getting solid financial foundation is not about paying your taxes. It is about paying your taxes, but that's not the primary reason. The primary reason is to enable you to run your business in a way to be on track to deliver what you wanted to do. And you need to have history and you need to have a focus on that to know how well, how well you're doing. And without it, it's like getting in a car and putting a blindfold on and trying to drive from Salmon to Boise, Idaho. 
Um, I guarantee you, you're in the river before very long. Um, so that's number one. And today, I think we sit with um, really good financials, a really good bookkeeper, and you in a position where you are now using those to motivate you to uh, modify behaviors and, or to begin to focus on things that um, you think can help make them better. Fair? Sure. Absolutely. Totally agree. Yeah. It puts a, you know, when you, when you see something's working and it's paying off and <clears throat> helping me with my own personal goals as a craftsman, even not just with it, the house, but as a craftsman, it's motivating and helping me be a better bitten sperm maker. It drives me, drives me like crazy. I love it. Yeah. And the, well, and the, and the cool part, like you ahead. said, the cool part, like you, like you said, is, is monthly I'm going through this 12 times a year. I'm looking at my financials. I'm looking at the performance of my business at the output of my business. So it's not just the dollar figures, but it's also hours in shop product going out, who it's going to. Um, you're evaluating the whole performance of the business in these discussions and, Man, it it the, the the ability to say, hey, we got a red flag here. What's going on? And we can, like you said, course correct immediately, and that's that's exciting too. Mike, what you just described is uh, <clears throat> you're approaching business as a craftsman. I mean, that is to say that yeah. that it is a craft separated from actually making bits and spurs saddles or whatever uh you see what i you see what i mean you got it's a form of craftsmanship it's a form an of approach creativity. to business is a form of craftsmanship because when you, you said a moment ago course correction without course correction willie and i would not be where we are no and we do that every day oh this cut is not right where i want it to be you course correct and it's exactly the same dynamic that you're talking about when you, and, and the only way that you can course correct is if you have information that indicates that you need to course correct. Yeah, that's, that, that's very important. The other piece that comes with that is as craftsmen, you, what I see of the craftsmen around me is you're very critical of your work. Mm -hmm. of the results of what you deliver uh you're uh, and you're not bashful about it you you, you, you go, i'm getting ready to go to elko to the gear show and i guarantee you there'll be people with their gear there walking up to people saying what do you think what can i do better you're there's this hunger to be better mm -hmm. and that hunger I think what we're trying to unlock here is I want that hunger to be on the financial side as mm -hmm. well. Mm -hmm. that, and that, and because, and, and it's not as I, at least as I've seen with audience of one with Wilson, it's not that hard to unlock because there's this natural curiosity about being better and this drive to get better. And so if you just unlock a different door, um, where you can do that, it's not that hard to make it happen. And all individuals are going to have their own drive, right? Some individuals aren't going to sleep at night trying to be better. And there's other individuals like, hey, we did pretty good today. We'll start over tomorrow. So 
this is a very personalized individual uh, journey, I guess we should say. It is, and it's, um, it, and no one should think about it as an overnight journey. Oh no, yeah, right. Everybody's going to take it at a different pace, level of intensity, yeah. and so that's you know it, it. It's not a zero to sixty game. It, it's it's about um, incremental progress. So when we first got started carrying, we started talking about the numbers and, and what Mike was going to do for me and, and commitment levels and some things like that, what we were about to jump off into. I said, well, we can try it for a few months and see what happens. And then maybe you can get me going. I'll go on my way. And he said, oh, oh wait up, wait. This is going to take a while. There is a lot to unpack here and a lot to fold. And I need to know that you're going to be committed in this journey before we move further. I said, okay. I'm good. Right. And uh, I'm obviously committed. I'm scared when he says, I don't want you anymore, Willie. I need him. Right. But, but that, that's the deal is it, you can't go into it thinking this is a two or three month course. It's not, it's, it's, it's going to, it's going to take a while. Yeah. It, it's hard to change behavior and just think about it. We've all raised kids. Um, trying to change behavior in a human being is, is a life goal, not a weekly goal. Yeah. And, and, and we're just big kids is all we are. So, um, we all have those, those, that same wiring and it, it takes a huge amount of repetition before something just becomes, um, part of what you do, whether it's in your craft or it's, it's in your personal life or your business life. So that getting that foundation was important. The next piece is, and this was the piece probably that was the, the, I wouldn't say hardest on Willie. We had to unpack a, a business assessment, and oh, that was what could you do more of. And and then the real tough one was what can you do less of, because um, nobody yeah. wants to give something. Yeah. And uh, and then how could, how do you, we use information to uh, dive into those? to think about what do you do more of or what do you do less of what's available for us to do that and how accurate is it? and so we spent we, we still are spending a lot of time um, talking about business segments that you're in so with with the bit the spur world that wilson has he's got his order list he has his and we for the purposes of what we do we separate TCA out of that order list because that it's a really unique, as I'm seeing it, very unique piece of business. Um, it both an opportunity, you know, creating the th three never been done before pieces a year. Um, that's that's a, a that's just a segment in and of itself. So we separate that, and and it's also a segment. I don't know what you're going to, you could build it. You could spend 12 months building something and you don't know if it's going to sell mm -hmm. until the 15th month. Right. And so it's dynamic in your financial world is, is very unique. So we separated that. He has other income, which is classes and um, whole variety of repairs, whole variety of things that just go along with being, doing what you do. The laser business that he has as a, uh, is beginning to develop and then patreon and so we've separated those those out and looked and looked at them each 
uniquely to understand their role, their impact, what's working, what's not, what, what the opportunity might look like, what, what, what do you do, want to do more of? And then for Wilson, because it's about what you like to do, what are things in there that you would prefer not to do? And so we did that whole business assessment to start um, better understanding. And it was also helpful for me to understand how each of those segments worked in Wilson's business, how they contributed, what, what, what was making money or what was making more money than other things so that we could start to figure out what the, what the roadmap might look like what the day looks like, right? How you plan your day, what you're going to be doing, what's profitable. Yeah. And to Wilson's credit, he had this all broken out already. I didn't have to go in and say, well, let's go through every one of your invoices and segment what's in order, what's TCA, what's... All, all of that was already broken out and on a spreadsheet that we could use to start to dive in. Now we've, we've moved some things around and things as we talked about where they might go or why you might put them in one category versus the next. There was, there was cleanup work that we did, but the basic fundamental information that we needed to do that assessment was already in place. And so it went pretty darn quick, but sometimes it's not in place and someone's got to go through and start categorizing what's happened in their business so that they can begin to think about what they might want to do um, as they for, as they move forward. The show pieces was one of those things that we separated out the TCA and the cow the Cowtown collection and different things like that. Is we had to separate those um, uh, non guarantee sales out, you know, and they were usually extensive pieces, you know, a month, two month long projects, some of them, and so uh, they made a big difference in the performance of the business and having them separated out as to what they actually were accomplishing and not. Yeah. Well, yeah. and the, uh, and I don't know, and, and I, you know, it may be that, that folks listening to the podcast don't have that many segments that they, they, um, that they're working against, but even if you're just building, building and repairing, working to a to a order list is different than dealing with a repair that walks through the door um, it both in terms of your your ability to plan for it and also how you price for that and how you um, figure that into your overall mix repairs most people aren't going to wait a year or 16 months or two years um, for something for for a repair to get done, um, that that's a, that's more immediate. Where an order list, if you tell someone up front, yeah, I'll put you on the order, but you, I'm 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 a year out or I'm two years out. That that that's just a whole different customer relationship. And so I, in my world, I think they need to be treated differently. Yeah, have to be. You don't do any repairs, do you, Schwartzy? Very little, probably less than one percent of my business, maybe one-tenth of 1% 1 of my business is repair work. Yeah. My, if I do it, it's on my own pieces only. I, I don't. Yeah. I won't do anybody else's. But for, for, for craftsmen starting out. That's a good thing. Uh, maybe, maybe Carrie, that was different when you opened the doors. Oh, yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. To begin with. And so. You know, to, the, to that, to that, uh, 
speaking to that point right there, I was just thinking the other day in some aspects, um, I'm running my business sort of like I, when I started out 40 years ago, this, this year, this spring, I started 40 years ago. And when, when you start out and this is just a pitfall that you, you wind up in, I think over time is you, you can't turn any business down. So, <laughs> so I'm, I'm trying to extricate myself from that mindset that I can't turn any business down. That's really, really hard to what you're a people pleaser person. You want to put a smile on everybody's face. And, and you said it a few minutes ago, what is probably equally as important as what you do is what you don't do. And that's, can be the hardest part. And it certainly has been for me is what I say no to because reality is when you're dozens of saddles behind as I am, uh, you're saying no to somebody you're saying no to well mrs brown I, I i don't have your saddle ready yet because i'm working on this uh handbag for uh mrs smith down the road i gotta fix a handle on that you're saying no to somebody mm -hmm. and uh so it's hard but it's it, when you're in the moment it's really really hard to do that but so i'm i'm in my advanced years trying to figure out the course correction thing well, and it's hard to say no. I, I it, it seems like such an easy thing, but there, uh, and there's probably a psychologist you guys should have on one of these days to explain what happens in your head. But when, when someone calls and asks me to go on my order list for my rawhide, um, and it, and I know it's not something I should say yes to, I, I sit there and think about it, try to find ways to, to make it work. And then I'll say yes. And it's like, and then I, re, and I'm going, why did I do that? <laughs> and, and I'm the guy sitting here saying, you, know, you, you got to you know, no is the most powerful strategic tool you'll ever have. And I find it hard to yeah. use. So yeah, it um, is. that's where the accountability thing comes in. I have to have, I have folks around me that says, why the hell did you do that? Um, or that I can call and say, okay, I'm struggling with this one and I want to say yes. I'm, I'm afraid if I don't say yes, it's going to affect my reputation. It will affect my future revenue, all these things. This is how I'm feeling. Talk to me. Um, you, I, you have to have that, that support system to help you work your way through it. Or by God, you're going to say yes. I, I mm -hmm. know it. It's sure mm -hmm. that I'm sitting. So it's important. Um, I'll touch on a couple other things and then we can talk about results. So we get early on, we did set some initial goals and they were swags um, because, you know, we were months into, into Wilson's year uh, trying to, trying to get, a, he had set some, some goals early on. So we kind of used that benchmark um, and some of the things that we thought we could do to be able to achieve those. So the, the next step was just to, to get down on paper some commitments because if they're if they're I believe if things are not written down they are not real and so mm -hmm. because they're in your head doesn't count you got to write them down uh, and that becomes one of the tools later as you think about accountability um, we put some tools in place so we could do the inspect what you expect which Wilson 
talks about being dashboards, which were nothing more than just tracking your monthly and year-to-date and annual goals against the objectives that you set. Um, and we tracked by the segments of business that Wilson had already established so that we were looking at them apples to apples. And we began to, to make some comparisons between one segment and another segment, just so that we could start to understand relative value and importance as we really thought about diving into this year and started really start to put the pedal to the metal and, and make, make it really happen, uh, it started to give us some insights. And I don't know, Wilson, if there's anything on that part that you want to touch on or. Well, you know, just as you, the, the part that started this whole conversation is what did you make last year? We looked at it and it's my absolute best year I'd ever had. And I said, well, if you make a penny less this year, you fail. I said, well, that's the best year I ever had. How can I duplicate that? I'm not sure it can. So it doesn't matter. If I'm a CEO of a company and I lose a penny from the year before, I have failed. It, the business has to grow. So that's. You know, it's, it's, yeah, that's an excellent, excellent call out. I, you know, it, um, you can't go backwards because the world around you is not going backwards. I guarantee you everything in your personal life over the last year has gone up between three and 10% in cost, whether it's fuel, whether it's, it's housing, it's medical care. I don't care. Pick a category and not one of them has gone down, nor are they ever going to go down. The average inflationary rate over the last 20 years is somewhere around three and a half percent. And so at a minimum, you've got to generate three and a half percent more in bottom line results, not in revenue, but in bottom line results to be able to just tread water. And uh, that's not taking into account planning for retirement, planning for college educations, planning for whatever you want to do in your personal life. Those are things that are all in excess of that, that have to be thought about. So the idea of just getting by with what you did the year before, you're actually running backwards instead of forwards. And you know what, what went through my mind, Kerry, when he said that? Oh my gosh, that's a lot of pressure. Like, oh, I'm not sure I can do that. Oh no, right? But it actually it has been dealt with the exact same way we did the 40 hours. It was like, hey, let's do it, right? You just gotta set your mind and go. Then you, then you uh, your competitive spirit kind of kicked yeah. in and okay yeah. somebody threw the hammer down so it's game time i'm in yeah, that's they it, called man. your name you're off the bench get in the game kid let's get it going mm -hmm. and uh, yeah and you have to have the personality for that if if you and that's where where each of these with wilson it's been really easy just to to encourage and push and guide and every once in a while kick in the butt um you know and away he goes not everybody is wired the same way and so how you how all of this gets engaged is really individual and and unique because you don't want to overpower um and cause someone to to um, resist it's it, it's it's no different than someone who's a horse trainer, every horse is different. You, know, you can't just take one approach and use it on, on everything. Same way if you're an ag and you're farming, every, everything is, every, every 
place you go, you're dealing with something that's unique and you have to adjust to what you do based on that uniqueness. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, I want to make a, an observation here that, that kind of goes along with what you said just, just now. And that is in reality, I mean, we're talking to cowboy craftsmen out there. That's a majority of our, our audience here, I think. And, and the reality is there is a cultural divide between the this sort of uh, business slash corporate approach to business here and and for the most part in in the agriculture world of course that's what i was raised in we had ran cattle wilson was there you were there mike mm -hmm. the mentality is you take what you can get isn't that different than what you're talking about that is 180 degrees opposite you take what you can get you take what the weather will give you. You take what the market will give you. You take what what the day each day will give you and you have to be satisfied with that. And it, and honestly, I mean this is not a this is not a knock or uh, any way disparaging of, of the cowboy world. I'm one of them. But uh you just kind of take what you can get. And 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 that's pretty much the mentality I've had for the vast majority of my my career, I'll take what I can get, but that's not what you're talking about, is it, Willie? No, that's not. If when you're talking about, I need to improve, I need to increase my my net year over year in order just to maintain stasis, just in order to maintain, uh, just keeping up with the rate of inflation and the in increasing costs, and and as you're raising a family, of course, those costs increase. Never mind inflation because kids need braces they need tennis shoes they need yeah. college all of these kind of things you, you articulated right there and mike I, i'm glad he said that because that, that that's where i was at when we got introduced right and you saw my goals it was take what i needed to get instead of taking what i could could do it, it, it was i was at the wrong end of the goal setting what is what is enough what do i have to have and mike changed my goal setting to the other side of and it's like, oh wow. And it's it's still fresh, but now it's motivating and exciting because now I can see that I can accomplish some of these things. But it scared me to begin with. But, but even in the so yeah, that that there was a there was um one of the things I love about this world, craftsman and egg and uh the cowboy world, is that that whole world showed up to work every day. And the work didn't, and the work wasn't over until it was done. And I, I, I the, being raised that way is probably the single greatest asset I ever had. Um, being in a family that thought like that, uh, a business world doesn't think like that. Get to work at eight, leave at five, until you get up, uh, you get higher in a company. But there's a different mindset. Um, but the, but. But even in the in the in the cowboy world, in the egg world, those who um, who were always thinking about how to get better, how to not just take what was given, but to get what but get what was earned, um, are the ones who grew and prospered and expanded as things got tough or markets got difficult. And so, part of this is what we're talking about here is is organizing so that you can deal with the unexpected. You can deal with the shifts in the marketplace 
and you can begin to take what you earn, what you want, what you are worth, and not just accept what someone's willing to give you. So there is an adjustment here in mindset. It is and, an adjustment. And it, and it works. I, um, I won't get into specifics, but um, Wilson's billable hours um, grew pretty dramatically as he started holding himself accountable to the time in the shop. And I know everybody's heard on the podcast, you know, he walks in the shop at 4 a.m. And I, I, I wouldn't want anyone to believe that that's, that's Wilson. Yeah, that's me. And Wilson does that because he has, that's how he moder moderates his time with his family, to the kids' games, to hunting, to the things that he wants to do. That's, that was what worked for him. Um, others will find a difference and, and pretty much Saturdays and Sundays are your personal time. It's family time. It's when yep. Katie gets time, right? It's yep. so that's what worked for you. I, I wouldn't want anyone to walk away saying, Oh shoot, I got mm -hmm. Mike's going to once me up at three o'clock in the morning in the shop at four and I got to be there till all hours. That's not it. Mm -hmm. It's about balance because that's where keeping the creative mindset and focus and that free time is so important. The only thing that's constant between all of us is the 24 hours of the day. It's just how you choose to use those, mm -hmm. those 24 hours or, or you can even break it out in a week. You got 40 hours that you're supposed to give to my dad says he got to give uncle Sam 40 hours. So when are you going to take those? You could do it in two days if you wanted to, that's not me, but you could. Okay. And who organizes that time is important. And we had the conversation around um, what's in your business world, what's most important to you? And what do you do? And, and you said, well, it's my time to draw. Yeah. And then we had a conversation around, well, how are you doing with that? Well, I'm not doing as much as I want. I wish I could do it more. I used to do that first thing in the morning. That would be the first thing I would do. Mm -hmm. and and that's what's the first thing you're doing in the morning now i'm drawing <laughs> you're drawing <laughs> yeah so getting that back get you always in life you always want to do what's in, most important first so because so, the day will get away from you absolutely and 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 this kind of leads to a little bit of a a, a thing that i want to say and that as as I was progressing along in my career um, and Carrie and I lamented back and forth to each other a lot about the further I go here, the less I get to do what it is that I want to do as a craftsman, right? I, I, I'm away from the bench more and more and whether it's podcast or Patreon and all this crap was going on. It took me away from the bench. The very first thing you did, Mike, was put me at my bench twice as much as I had been, right? Go from 20 hours to 40 hours a week. Now I get to be a craftsman more which then led into a whole bunch of other ways to, to um, build and grow the business that that productivity allowed me to do some things. And it's, it, it's crazy how it's worked out, but that's a happy benefit to me because I get, I'm actually drawn in the mornings and not, not, not an hour, right. We don't have time to draw an hour, but I am and getting to grow. Also describe his record. What was that? What's that, Mike? And you froze up, Wilson. Uh-oh, I froze up. It's me. <laughs> Do you freeze up, Schwartzy? Oh, yeah. Hold on. It does say it's me. Hold on. All right, we're back. 
Okay. There he is. So, so I figured when I said record financial results, the, the, the look on your face said, oh, what's he talking about? <laughs> it, you had a frozen, scared look on your face. Well, it, it was scary. I was rambling on, and then all of a sudden you said something, and I'm like, what? What in the world? Something flew in front of Elon's satellite, I guess. <laughs> Pterodactyl. Well, so what I what what I the door I opened was um, the the increase in billable hours, the expanding your revenue streams, uh, all that, and having time and energy at the bench and time to be creative and and really dive into um, your work in a more pl planful way led to what I think were uh, pretty nice record financial results. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's a. Uh... It's it's uh it's better than I ever expected. Couldn't believe it, right? And that and that's with without a without a a, a huge TCA year. Yeah, I mean it, anybody can go back and look at what I left on the table. You know, my two yeah. big pieces I left on the table. Now, now, yeah, you know, in fairness to the to the to the financials, we did sell a pretty nice size piece that wasn't made this year that helps the financials. You know? Yeah, and and that's a, it's actually a great topic because one of the things that when we were doing the business assessment that um, came to light uh, around not just TCA but any of the events that you participate, um, any of us participate in, where you're building something with the hope that it will um, sell at the event. So I'm going to Elko and I got a set of twelve by sixteen Ramals in there, and um, they're up for auction, and I hope they're going to sell, but. I don't know. They could be back on my shop on the wall here um, in a few days. Don't know. Well, having that just sit on a shelf or be in a box and not um, have a plan for that opened the door of us talking about how do we find alternative venues for you to take gear like that. So one you have with your encore opportunity with TCA or like your Santa Susana bit, bit this year, you were able, it was built in a prior year, but sold this year. So you have that opportunity within the show now. But um, what other things might we do to um, promote and sell those items? And I think that opened a pretty cool door for you, if I you might want to talk about it. Yeah, I mean, it, it certainly did. And I, I first want to want to say that I kind of had to, I was always looking for the perfect place with no the right ambiance, the right atmosphere, the right, the right people, the right place. I was always looking for the perfect thing. And I kind of checked out a little bit and said, I've got to do something. And, and I started thinking about things and, and places, regions that were, that were um, uh, uh, in, in my right frame of mind. Right. And not, well, not my right frame, in my genre, in my, in my world, like I'm not going to go to New York city right off and expect to sell a bit. That They don't even know what it is. So go, go where they know you. And uh, so, you know, I went to Teskey's, my hat in my hand, and I walked in there, and and uh, poor old Bryce, I just blurted it out to him, right? I mean, it was kind of like walking up to the pretty girl at the bar and said, "I think you're really pretty. Can I can I dance with you?" <laughs> right? And that's <laughs> and that's what I did with him. I said, "My name's Wilson Capron, and and uh, I want to talk about maybe getting something in here." And so he went on to the powers to be with Michael Teskey and the whole thing, and they discussed and and. Uh, and yeah, so now I'm, I'm, I have some work in there 
for people to see, but it was a, it was a, the main, the main thing was I needed visibility, right? Those pieces in my shop was a terrible thing. No, nobody would see it. Um, so to get it in a place like Teskey's was huge for me. And, and I sold a, a bit already and I, I've got one of my unsold TCA pieces there now. And so, uh, I, I think that's the right attitude is just a, not every place is going to be perfect, but go pursue relationships, right. And see, see what's available. And, and it, you know, we went into the deal of, Hey, if this works great, if it doesn't, if it's not working for you, having my piece in here, I understand. I'll, I'll take it someplace else or see if I can find some other relationship to, to develop. But so far, so good. I selling, selling one. So, and, and I, so, and, and I want to be conscious of time here. I kind of lost track of when we started, but, um, the other thing I, I would touch on in terms of results for last year is I know for me, I had a wild amount of fun working with Wilson on all of this, um, and, and build a relationship with someone that I, I think we've transitioned from as close to friendship as, as through all of this, as you could ever ask for, um, so all of this is not just about um, uh, being accountable or pushing or pulling or, or working harder. Uh, there was a bunch of fun that went along as, as we started oh, yeah. to lock some of these doors and learn about ways to make that business more successful. He just said he's getting used to me, Kerry. That's what he said. He's starting <laughs> to get used to me. You got to hear what I That's not a call order. Yeah, hear what I say to Cheryl when I hang up the phone. No, I, <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> the uh, and, and how we how are we doing on time? Guys? Uh, we're I mean we're we're uh, probably close to an hour, but I think we're doing okay. I mean I think it's important to maybe talk about the next a little bit too. Yeah, and before we do that, Harry, before we got on, you were talking about you know so you've been focusing on this using the podcast, some of these we talked about on your own. Um, I think you've seen some uh, impact on your businesses. You've taken some of this and, and put it to work. Is that fair? Yeah, but not on a smaller scale. I mean, I, I feel like I'm in remedial reading in first grade when I listen to what you guys got going sometimes, but, and I, and I, I think I'm probably going to be speaking for most of the people are listening to this. <laughs> so, so words of encouragement, I guess, is what I have to say. I, uh, just being around you guys listening, starting to incorporate some of these things in small ways, um, the whole billable hours, um, trying to get paid a little bit more as we go along with with uh and that's probably one of the biggest things i've benefited from is having the courage to increase my my shop rate and what i do um in large part because uh, the quality keeps improving improving but maybe even more importantly my efficiency with my within those billable hours has been improving what does that what does that say that means there's more value. There's more value packed into each hour when you're more efficient and the quality goes up. So that's been one of the hardest things I've had to had to learn over time is to increase those prices. And uh, so bottom line, I think last year uh, over the previous year was, I think, right, almost exactly double. My gross was double what it was the year before. So 
part of that, of course, there's a lot of moving parts in that. Like you guys have talked about the T I sold the TCA piece that I'd had since 2013. Mm -hmm. So that was part of that too. Uh, Patreon's folded into there as well as uh, I just lumped it all in one, one big category. Those Patreons been growing uh, slowly all along. And uh, so that's, that's a part of it too, but, but just, and planning things out, that's probably the next big thing I need to really, really get planned out. Uh, not just one day ahead of time, but get planned out weeks, months ahead of time and have some kind of plan in place. That's one of the first things you said right out of the gate on our conversation here this morning was to have a plan. I'm not a very good planner. I need to be a better planner. And I, I'm... I'm at a place in my career, I've got a mountain of names on the list to build saddles for, and I've got a whole bunch of other things that I want to do as well. Well, I'm going to have to plan this out because my days are, I have to number my days. I, I, I'm not going to be able to do this forever. So there's there's a lot of those forces or uh, pressure has been coming to bear on all of that stuff. So I'm in a different place in my career than Wilson, but uh, there's still there's some of the same dynamics need to be need to be addressed yeah. but it's cool that that you're seeing an effect from that and you're also starting to focus on some of that i i, I think it's it's important and and it's and it's not uh we don't you don't have to not everything has to go in as deeply as as wilson and i have to be able to start uh, journeying on that path of beginning have a plan expect what you're you uh inspect what you expect and hold and and, and accountability whether it's you holding yourself accountable or you have a well your engagement with wilson all those things are important to get in place regardless of how you do so as we think about 24 um wilson's got a long list of things that that he's committed to do um uh, and there is a plan. So we've set specific goals by each segment of the business um, and achieving those will, will deliver, um, I think, another great year for Wilson. Uh, billable hours, the goal is to increase them again this year. But one of the things we built in this time is doing that so it supports his personal life and his TCA commitments. Because each of those are... Um, significant in an, in their own right so that making sure that that we aren't driving so hard on one side that we're affecting other elements of his life that um are, are very important and as i've seen um and i knew it but it was great to see it getting that balance right is probably the single biggest thing that we can do to enhance creativity is that fair to say i think we've already said it this morning but yeah, yeah, you you got to be fresh. Got to be fresh when you walk in the shop, right? Yeah. Got to be fresh and excited about being here. Not it, you can't be burdened, right? And and you um, and you also and this is where the plan comes in play. Is I think you started drawing on your TCA bit in middle of December. Mm -hmm. yeah. So because you had a plan and you knew what you had to do in each of the months leading up to the deadline. Um, I think that was motivational to getting getting you started instead of waiting, you know, putting it off as you were getting orders out the door and trying to get revenue in the door because you have bills to pay. 
seeing how you, you organize all that so that you could put that time in sooner and you could still get work done on your order list. You could still get all of your commitments and your expenses taken care of. And you weren't as burdened by the worry that if they did not sell at the show, where was the cash coming from? So having that all laid out, I, I've seen it open up your time at the table drawing and your focus around doing truly unique, something unique for the TCA event. Sure. It, uh, th there's a lot of facets as to why and how that got in place earlier. And it's not a ton earlier. I usually think about it in January and start doing some things, but man, it, um, like you said, I'm, I'm, I'm freed up because of financials and some of the efforts that we did before and the planning part of it. So that the order book, it, you know, you, you have the order list and the planning of the order list and that right here, that was, that was one of those looks I gave him, Carrie, like, are you sure? <laughs> like, this is, this is going to be hard to do. And he talked about it with me for several months and, and then he helped me lay out a spreadsheet and I mean, it goes to, we go into where are you going to be certain days of the month, right? I, I planned out a shop. Do you have planned days out of shop? I'm going to see Jeff Park for a week in March. That's planned. So then that allows me to understand how many hours I can produce in the shop at 40 hours a week. Right? And, and now I can say, well, hey, these projects are going to be this many hours. And I plug them in here. It's not really been that much effort. It's taken a little bit for sure. And it's just, and I'm just getting started. And then our last conversation, Mike said, Hey, keep going. You gotta, gotta keep progressing on with this, but it, it, uh, it's very liberating and it's awesome for me to tell somebody I can't do that until this time, because I know what I have between now and first of July. I've already spent every hour between now and July, unless I do extra. That's, that's been awesome. Well, and that that actually opens up the whole order list um, part of this is that one, one of the goals is to get truly structured and organized around the order list. And, and I think what we, what we found as we got into Wilson's is not unlike what I see in a lot of um, the craft world. You have an order list, but there's not much detail around what it is that someone um, wants. So a lot of order lists that I see, someone says, yeah, put me on the list for a saddle. Put me on the list for a bit, but not, is it a full flower or is it a um, $20,000 bit or a $6,000 bit? Usually that gets kind of factored in as you get um, down the road. And um, yet there's four or five years worth of work that's on that order list sometimes. Yeah. And then you don't really get into the details of what it's going to be until you're ready to work on it. And all of a sudden you find out that it's not anywhere close to where you thought it was going to be. Right. And so what you thought was maybe two weeks worth of work is now two months worth of work. And just that alone totally changes the dynamic of your business. It changes the commitments that you've made to people as you put them on the order list. And it also, as Wilson found out in December, affects your ability to have the materials you need to do the work because you didn't see it coming. And so you don't have everything you need to be able to actually complete a project that you're on. So what that means is planning out far enough in advance, having enough projects lined up. And we, 
you know, as Mike and I have discussed with the extensive order list I have, I can't plan out a year and a half on an order and know exactly what I'm going to do. But I can certainly have that in line. And then as I'm starting to get closer, six months, three months, I can have those things lined out and planned out. And, and then we can move on and, and, and be ready when we get there. And the customer's ready too. And you've had dialogue with them maybe months in advance as opposed to days in advance, right? That, that, that you're, it's evolving. And I've seen that evolution lead you to doing bigger job for someone as opposed to what they might've initially gone on the order list. The ones I'm doing right now was, was initially a $5,000 pair of spurs and now I'll be working for him for over a month. And that's certainly not $5,000. It's, it's a lot more than that. The other piece of that on the financial front is that um, you you need to see that your order list can take care of your financial requirements for your family and for your business. Um, and it, it and it's real easy for those to get out of balance to where you're actually you're, you get you get cash flow negative. Cash is going out the door faster than it's coming in. Yeah. And so laying that out for in, at least three months in advance, you can now see how much time you can devote in Wilson's case to TCA, which has no cash coming in until the show, along with the projects that, that can be cash generators in this month to pay the bills that you have. So you're not working on your credit card or you're not pulling down the cash balance that you have in your bank account to be able to, to do the work of the TCA or in another event, but you're actually balancing that so that they all work together. Planning. That's exciting. Yep. Um, and then along those lines, it's growing the other parts of your business. So it's not just the order list. So that uh, we've talked a lot about, about having things that uh, don't require your hands to generate revenue, whether it's Patreon. Uh, and, and Wilson's talked about this, the change in strategy there to, to generate incremental revenue. Um, allowing the time to get after the TCA are all parts of, of bringing this together. And I think, you know, these goals will evolve, but they'll all, they'll all go back to where we started. A plan, inspecting what we expect and driving accountability around while allowing, allowing Wilson to be the craftsman that he wants to be. And so, you know, there'll be news at 11 around the 24 part of this, but I think based on what we're seeing, what we saw in 23 and what, what Wilson's got laid out right now, 24 should be a pretty exciting year. It's exciting for me. It's exciting. And I, and it, the cool part isn't, is Carrie, how many times do we feel a little knot in our belly when somebody says, can you do this? And then we try to figure out when and how and where that we're going to be able to accomplish this. We want to do it right. And we're not going to say no to some certain customers we know that in the initial conversation, but then it's like, where am I going to squeeze this in? Um, where am I going to build a rope strap buckle for the TCA saddle? Well, now I know where I'm going to fly this in in the order book. And and that 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 all that planning is intimidating and overwhelming at first, one little step at a time. And I think all this, right, Mike, one little step at a time. If it's just a bookkeeper to begin with that gives you a profit loss statement, but one little step at a time. You know, one of one of the uh, threads that I see running through all of this, Mike, 
And Wilson, we've talked about this too. Uh, you remember Dr. Kittredge, you were here. That was the first time I'd met you several years ago at a yep. rawhide raiders gathering. Dr. Adrian Kittredge from Cascade, Montana had come down to talk to us about business and stuff. And, and I spoke with her on the phone once or twice shortly after that. And I wanted her to kind of unpack some of the stuff that she had said. And I couldn't remember some of the things she specifically talked about, but one of the things she, she brought up was an attitude of, of abundance. And, and really you could say that's one of the, I guess you could say the result of checking all these boxes in business, it frees you, <clears throat> excuse me, frees you to have that attitude of abundance. You talk about, for example, um, having enough material on hand in order to start projects or you look up, look up and oh crap, I got, <clears throat> I don't have enough leather for this Nick saddle. Um, that's a killer, man. That is that ever a killer when you mm -hmm. look up there? Well, if you had an attitude of abundance six weeks ago, when you should have had that leather ordered and you weren't worried about how you were going to pay for it, you'd have ordered it then. So it's all, and this attitude of abundance is an integrated whole of being in business. And, and if you have that attitude of, but if you, you're walking around in your shop with your pockets inside out, that's the opposite of it. That's what it doesn't look like. And what we're talking about is having that attitude of abundance so that you can serve your customers in the way that they deserve to be served. That's the bottom line. And care for your family the way you want Same to care. Time. Mm -hmm. Luckily, my okay. family's been pretty tough to this point. So I, I hope to <laughs> I hope to do better. I not, not that I've done a bad job, but it's very exciting. You know, Carrie uh Kaya Carrie Kit what's her name? Katie. That's my wife, Katie. Katie <laughs> Katie came to me and said, Hey, you know, we we could the, the personal could use a little use a little boost. It's exciting to be able to say, Hey, I can do that. I can I I, mm -hmm. I can contribute mm -hmm. more to the family. Right. That's really cool. And this this isn't all about money. I it is a huge blessing and a huge benefit. And I uh, the reason we're in business is is to make a living. That's why you have a business, right? If you just have a job, we, it's not a business. It's just a job. But to have a business that that increases your financials is awesome. But that's not what's making me happy. What's making me happy is the ability to be me more and to create these bits and spurs that, man, it's so free and exciting to be able to sit down and actually create this stuff and the TCA things and it. And the and the lack of stress of when I'm going to be able to do something. I know when I can and can't do it. And it's not hard to say no if you know you can't do it. If it's just, if it's on paper and right in front of you and it says, Willie, you don't have time to do this then, you can say no. Or you say, uh-oh, I've got to do this. So that means I've got to make corrections in that time allotment to push things down or spend more time, right? That Saturday, Sunday that I spend with the family may in turn – be back in the shop but hopefully not but uh, it becomes a lot easier there's the stress is going away and four o'clock in the morning is early but 
so it's three o'clock in the morning and that's when Ricky Bean might be going to sleep. Right. Right. Schwartzy, you know, it's when you <laughs> yeah. want to, it's when you want to pick your time. You can do it at the mm -hmm. beginning of the day or the end of the day. It's just been the time. And I'm rambling on here, but I, another thing too, is those things that aren't contributing to the bottom line, to the 40 hours a week or to the business plan. It's a lot easier to say no to those things when they become very uncomfortable to do because you have to do the other things mm -hmm. right? you've committed to the 40 hours. Well, now all of a sudden, well, I don't need to read the sports page quite as long as I was in the morning. That's not benefiting me. So it's easy to put that down. Easy to put it down. Well, Mike, anything else more? Well, no, you, you've a lot. I think uh, as a repeat offender, I may also be the first one to go way over an hour. So uh, <laughs> probably ought to call it. Oh, good. good. Well, it needed to be, you know, this stuff, um, there's a lot to unpack and, and I'm sure this may be one of those podcasts. It's kind of like talking about dynamic symmetry. You hear it, there's a lot to digest and you go back and you listen again and you look again and you study again. And, and there's a lot there. And I thank you for being here because it would not have been laid out or articulated near to the point if I'd have just been talking about what me and you did. So as usual, well, I, I appreciate it. It's been fun. Fun getting out of theory, theory and into practical application, and I've enjoyed it. It's been a lot of fun, and I've enjoyed the discussions with both of you. It's it, it's, it's been awesome. I yeah, I think this is going to be one of those that I'm. I haven't gone back and listened to hardly any of our podcasts, but I am gonna. I am on this one. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, let's see what I can scoop out of it for myself. It, it's a. Uh... You know, it's, it's, it's just fun and exciting, Mike. And it, it's, uh, I can't say thank you enough. And I can't wait to see, I, on one standpoint, um, I look at this as a way of you and I can share and learn from the, from the other's experiences. And I'm happy and excited to share the life of a craftsman with somebody like you. And I'm just one piece of the pie, but the more knowledge that you and I gain together, I think actually the more we can help other people grow and do too. And, and I, I see that in the future, not my immediate future by any sense of the imagination. Um, but, uh, but I do, uh, I do think that that's something that can come out in the future and, and, uh, and other guys can start to grow from this experience too, that we're doing. Yeah, so. I, I agree. It, it's been, that's what I said. It's, it's that's part of it getting out of theory for me into practical application. It's one thing for me to talk about it, it's another thing to actually for me to see that it it works in in this world as much as it's worked in the world I've been in before. So isn't that funny for him to say that, Carrie? But how many times mm -hmm. I mean you say it's all the same? Where at first we thought it was different, right? We thought it was so different. I always did. I always thought this craft business was so much different than the people we'd meet in Oklahoma City that sit on the board of the National Cowboy Museum. And now Mike is like, well, heck, it is similar. The the practices work. You know, and, and I'm mm -hmm. glad to see if they work too. I always, I, I hoped they were the same because I didn't want to rewrite the history book here. I didn't want to rewrite the recipe. So it's cool. No, it is. It all, there's so much commonality. And, and uh, so, yeah, no, it's been awesome, Mike. Uh, I can see you, you probably paved the way to be a, uh, another repeat offender here. So. And well, we would I've welcome enjoyed, that. Well, I've enjoyed it. I appreciate the opportunity.
took him a long time to find a couple craftsmen he could talk business with that they didn't throw rotten tomatoes at. But now you wish we'd have thrown them probably, but oh well. Boy, isn't that the truth. <laughs> <laughs> oh well. Well, thank you, man. I appreciate it. Let's go yeah, back to you work. You all have, have a good week. Yeah. All right. Take care.